You are listening to The Low How from Bullpink, where we share our know-how about low-income markets. Bullpink works with entrepreneurs and companies to make the best products and services available where they matter the most. We are all about using the power of entrepreneurship to fulfill aspirations and meet the needs of people at the base of the economic pyramid. Come along with us as we seek out the right innovations, right for low-income markets. Hello, my name is Patrick Geyer. I'm the Impact Measurement and Insights Lead for Bob Inc. And I'm Beryl Loyer, the Country Director for Bob Inc. Kenya. Hey Beryl, nice to see you today. Nice to see you, Patrick. So Beryl, what are we talking about today on the Low How? Today we are talking about nuts. So we are nuts about the circular economy. Uh, and we are going to look at uh, cashews and macadamia in particular, and reducing food waste and circularity as a topic. Okay, so that was the jargon alarm that goes off when we get a little bit too carried away with terms that maybe not all our listeners are familiar with. Okay, what do we mean when we say circularity? So when we talk about the circular economy, uh, we mean an economy where the idea of waste is designed out of the system and inputs maintain their value as long as possible. So for example, a circular agribusiness is a commercial venture uh, that brings food losses uh, from waste and spoilage, mm-hmm. yeah? or by products from food production and processing back into the food system. Okay, for the big picture, can you tell our listeners why circularity is so important? What, what would it mean to build a circular economy and why does that matter? Well, this is for plenty of reasons, Patrick. Uh, And for example, if you take food waste uh, as an example, uh, and looking at what uh, World Food Program um, uh, mentions as uh, that one third of all food produced around the world is either lost or wasted. Wow. Uh, One third. One third, yes. So that works out to roughly 1.3 billion tons uh, of food per year. Uh, And this is enough to feed all who are currently undernourished uh, twice over. Wow, that's amazing. So, so what you're saying is that we can bring that food back into the food system. Yes, precisely. And this can feed people and animals, uh, and it can also uh, nourish the soil uh, through organic compost, for example. Okay. And what, so you've already mentioned a couple, but are there other benefits of moving towards circular business models and a circular economy as well? Yes, definitely. And we are optimistic that circular holds the potential to fill the world, like I said, uh, more sustainably, Mm -hmm. keep nutritional value in the food system, and even regenerate natural ecosystems at the same time. So we also see supporting circular agribusinesses here in East Africa as a way of bringing quality foods and uh, fertilizers to market uh, that are locally produced. Also generating employment and economic development uh, in the communities that you work in. Okay. So, Beryl, can you share an example or two of a business that's actually working with a circular business model right now? Perhaps start here in Kenya. Yes, sure. Uh, so, in Kenya, uh, there's a business uh, called Safi Organics. And this is a company that helps rural communities create their own organic fertilizer out of rice husks mm-hmm. uh, and using an energy-efficient process uh, that they have developed. Okay, cool. And then I think there's some nice examples from Uganda too, right? Yes. Uh, so, in Uganda, uh, we have uh, Rena Beverage Solutions Limited. Mm-hmm. And what they do is that they brew a healthful uh, tea from unused seeds and flowers of hibiscus and passion fruit plants. Okay, cool. 
So, Beryl, what kinds of things is Bapink doing now to support circular agribusinesses like the one you, the ones that you just mentioned? Yeah, so uh, Bob Inc. is uh, doing this through a few projects that uh, we are running both in East and West Africa. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'll pick two uh, projects uh, and highlight one for East Africa and one for West Africa. So for East Africa, we are working with OFAMS that is being implemented in Kenya and Uganda. And in West Africa, we are working with the Beni Kaju uh, that is being implemented in Benin. Okay. Yeah. So can you tell us a little more about OFARMS? Yes, uh, OFARMS is an accelerator program uh, for small and medium-sized uh, circular agribusinesses uh, run by Bob Inc. Uh, but we also partner with the Village Capital uh, and entrepreneurship support organizations uh, in Kenya and in Uganda. Mm -hmm. So we are funded by the IKEA Foundation and the program aims to accelerate for, uh, 40 circular agribusinesses and to make circular a mainstream approach in East Africa. Okay. And you mentioned an example from Benin also, right? Yes. Benin Kaju? Yes. Uh, so here we supported a group of Beninese uh, entrepreneurs uh, to valorize the forgotten treasure of cashew, uh, which is the cashew apple. Okay. Well, I love cashew nuts, but what is a cashew apple? <laughs> yes. So the cashew apple is the, uh, you know, when uh, cashew nuts grow on an apple-like fruit uh, that is edible, and highly nutritious, yet most cashew farmers discard the fruit when harvesting the nuts. Wow. And so when we're talking about cashews, uh, that reminds me that you said earlier we'd be talking about nuts today. Is that also uh, O-Farms tie-in here? Yes. One of the businesses we are working with uh, in the O-Farms Accelerator in Kenya is Big Thunder Nuts. And this is a company that is making new products out of macadamia nuts that can't be sold for retail. We traveled out of Nairobi to the Kenyan city of Tika, where Big Thunder Nuts opened its new facility earlier in 2022. I had a chance to sit down with Big Thunder's factory manager to talk about what kinds of circular products you can make from macadamia nuts and the opportunities and challenges facing circular agribusinesses in Kenya. My name is Doreen Nyamburanjao. I'm the factory manager at the Big Thunder Mining Company. Currently, the circular products that we are working with is the shells from macadamia nuts. We have cracking dust that is gotten when we have cracked our nuts. And also we have mold, molded nuts. And also we have the grade B, the reject that have insect damaged. So that's what we work with in our agri-circularity sector. The dust and the molded nuts are used in making chicken feeds and also pig feeds. The biomass shells, they are used as a biomass, as the name says. The idea is to help reduce the cost of production when it comes to chicken feeds. And since we have the material that, that is part of formulating the feeds, we are ready to, to, to partner with different stakeholders in the sector to help us come up with a feed that will enable us and farmers to acquire a feed that is of high quality, but over that is quite affordable. The market is big. It is big. I asked Doreen what makes doing business as a circular enterprise in the nut sector particularly challenging. Well, our business is seasonal. That's one of our biggest challenge because we are open from February and most of processors we close at October. So we really have a short span and that's the challenge. 
for entrepreneurs we really need our regulatory bodies to meet us halfway because it's very challenging we cannot really know all the regulatory bodies that we have so that's one of the key challenges in our businesses when it comes to penetration in a market it's never easy it's hard work we have to wait for a period that you you you're not in control of but once the market is open you can't even satisfy it there's a challenge in penetration <laughs> and satisfying the market i also asked about what kinds of positive social and environmental impacts big thunder contributes to one i'd say we we really are contributing to employment when we are in the full production season we create a lot of employment secondly environmentally we are promoting it by selling these shells to other processors and also as you think them they environmentally friendly because they do not emit a lot a lot of smoke so one it's the environmental part and also the social the social impact part our farmers as uh, the big thunder we we give them trainings on good agricultural practices on taking care of their macadamia so that we can get high quality macadamia nuts You know, Beryl, that was really cool visiting Big Thunder and talking with Doreen about all the things they're doing with macadamia nuts and the impacts they're contributing to. Yes, uh, and now let's go all the way to Benin in West Africa and uh, we'll hear from Valentin Achawi, the regional business manager with our partner Technosav about the work on commercializing cashew apples. If if you take cashew, cashew is not just nut, full product is uh, come with the nut and a fruit. and the fruit is uh, let's say eight times let's say uh, i mean heavier than the nut itself actually so if you have like uh, one gram for the nut you have eight gram for the fruit okay so this is quite you know big so it's very well known actually but people actually i mean let's say in west africa uh, is considered as a waste as a waste why because uh, there is a kind of uh, i mean perception that it is very dangerous like when you consume it for example and you you consume like sugar or milk product you can, you you may die which is absolutely wrong actually so that is the reason why actually people consider it as a waste and nobody is interested in that but if you take the fruit it's actually um, i mean let's say health benefit you have it it, it contain more vitamin than orange than lemon or these things and uh, some other uh, uh, i mean uh, things like uh, magnesium and all these things so it's actually very a very healthy product the first product that people know is uh, i mean the juice which you can make from the apple when you crush it you just extract the juice which is a pure juice that you can make you can make wine from it you can make beer from it you can make uh, i mean hamburger and i mean a lot of products from it actually so you have sh- you have like uh, candies sweets all these things that you can make uh, the country that is actually uh, adding value to that pro- um, to that product is brazil and uh, i think uh, african countries which are producing uh, cashew uh, will gain a lot you know by taking the example from brazil i asked valentin what cashew producers stand to gain by turning cashew apples from waste into new products let me make it simple a country like benin for example okay where i'm i'm, I'm from uh, producing let's say uh, 150000 metric ton okay of raw cashew nuts okay 
will be producing kind of uh, 1.2 million tons of apple. So can you imagine, even if like you create value by selling it simply, okay, 100 francs CFR per kilo, you see what can be the benefit in terms of uh, revenue to uh, the producers. And uh, for now, it's just like, uh, let's say, the, the, the nut that is commercialized, and the nut is considered as a man, a man product. So if you take typically a farm, for example, though the whole family is working on the farm, the revenue that is generated from the nut is going, to, is going directly to the man. Now, if you make the apple, let's say, a woman product, so if the woman, because as for now, it's just considered as a waste. So if the women, okay, can just use that product, the apple, which is considered a waste, and sell it, let's say, even 25 francs per kilo, you see the revenue that it can generate. We started in Benin, uh, let's say, I mean, there used to be some initiative in terms of, uh, you know, apple processing, okay, making the juice and all these things. So, I mean, uh, with the help of uh, Benin Kaju and uh, the contribution of Biopink as well. So we were able to like to make it like, uh, you know, I mean, kind, kind of, uh, I mean, commercial to bring it, to upscale it actually, okay. And uh, to make it like, uh, uh, I mean, a business, mo- I mean, a very good business model. So we started when Benny Kaju was alone, we started with uh, a volume of 60,000 bottles and uh, later on it, uh, it went up to 200,000 bottles. Okay. Uh, the market was very small and uh, the demand was not that strong, but uh, with the help of, uh, you know, campaign, uh, let's say marketing and all these strategies and all these things. Yeah. We created that demand in Benin for that. Most of the consumers are not like, uh, you know, uh, okay, let's say uh, the producers themselves, they're, they're, they are not really like, uh, lit- I mean, literate people, you know. Uh, so the, the only thing you can do to really convince them that, I mean, they need to consume that product. And if they consume it, it's not going to be dangerous for them is to show them actually to show yourself. So, so what we, 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 uh, we used to do is uh, take the product. Okay. Mix it. We created a kind of cocktail, you know, with the product and milk. And you can drink it in front of them, actually. And you come back and show them that, yeah, you are still alive. You are not, you are not dead. So we, we did, I mean, we did a lot. I mean, uh, we did that a lot, you know, in different places at trade fairs and then co. And people now started believing that now, I mean, like fighting the idea that, well, if you eat it, it's not, it's dangerous for you or whatever. So yeah. So that's what we, that's basically what we used to do. And yeah, the result was, uh, was quite good. Yeah. So 200,000 bottles could like easily be sold like that. Nobody could imagine that in the past that this could be, could be done actually. Okay. Uh, so now while well, the demand in Benin is there, more people can come in, make like, uh, uh, Apple processing a business idea and make it successful. So the demand is there actually. And the market is there now. So we, we've, we've been able to create a market for that. Let's say out of nowhere, actually, because uh, nobody could imagine that one day cashew apple could be processed and, uh, you know, be uh, uh, sold in the market. You are listening to the low how from Bopin. So, Beryl, I'm thinking that Circular has a lot of advantages for consumers, for small businesses, and probably most of all for the planet. Uh, what's the downside? Is anyone against circular approaches to agriculture and food production? Well, I don't think anyone is really against it, but it's a big shift from the kind of linear um, tech mentality that remains the status quo. 
uh, there's a lot of work to be done to make circular a mainstream approach for sure I can imagine so what from your perspective what are some of the things that do need to be done if we're serious about taking the economy in a circular direction yes uh, one is to raise consumer awareness about circular products uh, people just don't know enough about circularity and its benefits for example uh, entrepreneurs have a big role here uh, as well as agricultural trade organizations and other actors that support entrepreneurship. Yeah, so we need to look at the whole ecosystem and the stakeholders that are involved. Mm, yeah. And it sounds like the two popping projects we looked at, the O Farms and Benikaju, those are the sort of beginning steps of doing that, right? Um, and what are we learning from those projects about how to do this, how to actually yeah, support the growth of this ecosystem? So our research shows uh, that consumers here in Kenya do care about sustainability and the environment as well but they are very focused on getting value for money, especially uh, for the best of the pyramid consumers. Yeah. Uh, so they like the idea of sustainable uh, or sustainably produced uh, products, uh, circular products, uh, for instance, but they are unlikely to pay a premium price for that. Uh, so circular products need to be high quality. Uh, they need good marketing and distribution. Uh, so that the consumers also accept it as uh, something that they can pay value for. Mm, okay, so that sounds like uh, a challenge that lots of businesses face. Yes, definitely. Um, it's not any different, uh, but circular entrepreneurs need to educate the public through their marketing and branding to show why circular products are better for everyone in the planet. Okay, so that's what entrepreneurs need to be working on. And of course, it sounds like we're trying our best to support support some of them through our projects like O-Farms, Benikaju. Uh, but what else needs to be done? What other actors are involved in this? Yeah, so another area of need uh, is in the policy space. Uh, small policy changes can make a big difference for circular entrepreneurs. For example, uh, in ensuring that national regulators have specific standards for circular agribusinesses, uh, modifying uh, subsidy schemes uh, to keep circular products price competitive mm -hmm. and extending tax incentives to circular producers are all urgent but attainable policy goals. Okay. And, and what about the investment side? Are circular entrepreneurs able to access the kind of financing that they need to scale up their businesses? This is definitely a big challenge uh, because some businesses in our OFAMS uh, program uh, came into the accelerator with external uh, financing, but not so many. So what we are seeing is that Investors, especially impact investors uh, and patient capital investors, are very curious about circular agribusiness, but they want more evidence about the viability of circular business models. Mm. So we are supporting research and case studies about success, successful circular businesses to help make that case. Okay. So it sounds like there's quite a lot that needs to be done. Yeah, there is, but there's also a lot happening and it's very exciting. Yeah, it really sounds like it. So from academia-based animal feeds in Kenya to cashew apple juice in Benin, we've heard about quite a few compelling examples today already. And there's so much more. Uh, for example, companies making low-cost yogurt out of whey uh, from uh, making cheese or animal feed from processed sugar, uh, sugar cane. Mm -hmm. uh, and those are just a few of many, many more examples that we're seeing. All right. And many of these sound delicious. Is there anywhere around here we could get some circular lunch after we finish recording? <laughs> uh, not, no, not yet, but I hope there will be so, some soon. <laughs> okay, I hope so. Maybe by my next visit. Huh? Yes, definitely. Wow. Well, Beryl, pleasure talking with you about this today. Thank you so much. Karibu sana. Thank you. <laughs> 
And we'd also like to thank Doreen Nyambura Njau, Moses Washida, Valentin Achoe, Valeria Varga, and Brenda Wangari for their contributions to this episode. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for joining us for this episode of The Low How. If you like what you heard, leave us a comment and give us a review wherever you get your podcast. The Low How is brought to you by Bopping. Learn more about us by visiting bopping.org. And be sure to check out extra info and links about what you heard today in the episode notes. Thanks for listening.